you've warped into the Captain's Quadrant, our fun Star Trek podcast. It would be logical for you to rate and subscribe. That head exploding means it's time to go. It's showtime, and we are back in the agony booth. Uh, You want to know something funny? For some reason or another, I couldn't see the video. All I could see was you guys, like, mouthing along with Galron (laughs) screaming. And that was was 80 times more entertaining than Profit and Lace. Aw, no. And now you're done? Come on, man. The Ferengi Alliance (laughs) has cut him off. The Grand Knight just didn't like that video. (laughs) He got all the brunts. Okay, this is weird. (laughs) Let's keep going forward. We can hear the dulcet tones of Jason. All right, there we go. There we go. All right, so we are joined today by our lovely group, our main crew, VHS Jace, Jason, Roy, Gaston, and Anita. But we are here with a special guest, and I'm Captain Joe Dove, in case you didn't know. But we have the amazing, the illustrious, the actor that's head of the brand new show, and he'll tell you all about it. It is Michael Chan, who was also an actor in Star Trek Discovery. Mike, please tell us. Who's no. How you doing? You know, I didn't know you were Captain Joe Duff. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm Captain I, Joe Duff. I'm surprised. What am I doing here? What is this? <laughs> Starfleet Academy is doing the Academy down these days, Michael. The set, and then like a, a black van just showed up, tied me up, and it put me in front of this computer and said I have to talk to a bunch of people. I yeah. told you not to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I uh, hello everyone. Thank you for having me. It's my first time. I'm really excited. And uh, the show that you are talking about is Popularity Papers. Right. I am one of the leads in that show, uh, which is currently airing every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on YTV, which is a Canadian uh, family channel. Uh, we are currently only a Canadian show. However, we are seeking distribution in the U.S. and internationally. So hopefully. Yay. Uh, I'll get some good news from production and, and the rest of the world can see it. But if you're in Canada, uh, YTV also, if you have Amazon Prime and you don't have cable, we're on the Stack TV uh, subscription channel thing on Amazon Prime, which oh. has live TV and on demand. So you can actually see all five episodes that have already been released on demand. And then episode six comes out on Monday. Wow. Amazing. Awesome. awesome. So we awesome. can watch it down here in Australia. I might be able to watch it for Amazon Prime. Beauty. There you go. I'm gonna hit up my Amazon Prime and take a look. And I yeah, so all my yeah. all my personal friends will be like, oh, Joe Dove's got Amazon Prime. Yeah, I, I went that low. Fancy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's check out that synopsis, Michael. We wish you the best, and I can't <laughs> wait to see the show. All right. Uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Profit and Lace. Quark's mother and the Grand Nagas show up on Deep Space Nine. DS9, announcing a new amendment to the Bill of Opportunities. He has instituted on the home planet of Ferenginar. And then the following follows up the announcement with that. Due to the new amendment, chaos has followed it and he has been disposed. 
Well done, Joe. That was pretty because yeah. that's a Except that was the word a is mouthful, uh, that synopsis. The word is depose, not dispose. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was deposited. He was <laughs> he was dethroned. <laughs> he was dethroned. Yes, yes, yes. He was right. delobed. Also, welcome back, Jason. Oh, no. yes, yeah, welcome back, Jason. Be here. Yeah. 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 Be being here is definitely a part of my day. See what happens when you badmouth Tim Russ? Your connection. Goes. Yeah, I said funny. nothing bad about Tim Russ. What are you doing to me? Oh no, Tim Russ is a treasure. That's right. Well, Cosmic uh -huh. Mom has the answer to what happened. Jason Wright. Oh, you got to remember though, Cosmic Space Mom. He nearly was carjacked live on yeah, the show. Yeah, that's right. He was. That actually happened. So. What? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. He was. Yeah, we were doing a Star Trek show. And the guy opens his door, mumbles something. Jace goes, I don't know who you are. But yeah, it got scary there for a second. Yeah, he just All right, so. He wanted to say hello to somebody who was on the captain's quadrant. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Is that you talking shit? I remember that. <laughs> All right, so let us go into... The first segment, Captain. Yes, please. I felt like that after watching this episode. Oh my god! I took it over the hard chicken legs. We have to watch every time we're on agony move. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jason Roy Gaston, what the f did we just watch? I cannot believe that this is the same television series that gave us duet and Far Beyond the Stars, and then in the sixth season, in the first season, I might have excused it and said oh no the show's just finding its legs but no the sixth season the latter part of the sixth season they give us quark becomes a woman <laughs> i i have no words i have no words this is this episode is just an hour of pure cringe i have no other word word for it it's it's damaging insulting cringe and i hated every moment of it all right, Michael. I wouldn't call it an hour of cringe. I think um, the first part of it. So I, I've only ever seen this episode uh, once, and that was when I was quite young and on television. And then I never saw it again. So I don't. I didn't remember much. So just what, coming into it, it's almost like I'm watching it with fresh eyes. Like I've never seen it before. And now that I'm a lot older and I have a lot more perspective on life, on the world, and how things work, and 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 and, and you know, good and bad, um, I was sad. I was extremely, extremely sad because this episode opened with with a in a direction I thought could go really well. Right? You're talking about a, a like an capitalistic society the ultimate capitalistic society and also where it's essentially a patriarchy women are second class citizens and you know they're not working they're naked everywhere um and then here here is a guy who okay for profit reasons decides that women should be equals to men and that will just you know increase profits blah 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 but at the end of the day it's 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 about women's rights but it's set in this this society so you can only go so far when you have this society i thought okay okay um 
this could really go well. And everything was great. Like the beats were great. The acting was great. Uh, you know, uh, when, oh, what's her name? Um, um, Ishka. Yes. When she showed up, the, the, the power she showed, the elation and, and, and to be finally able to, to be herself and to, to, to be equals, all of this stuff was amazing to see. And that is like an eight out of 10 episode right there, like half episode. But then she gets sick. Yeah. And everything else that follows completely destroyed any kind of possible message, good message that can come out of this episode. And it's an absolute tragedy because it's a one out of 10. I could, if I could give it like a negative, I would actually. Oh, wow. I'm pissed because they missed such a huge opportunity. All they ended up doing is, is, is making being trans a joke. They, they, in the end, it was a man who saved everything. And even the absolute last moment when Quark was talking to his employee and, and, you know, having, you know, being in a woman's body and, and felt different and was different, you know, gave her a raise instead of being a douchebag ended up in the last like second, just turning around, wait, and goes off after her. I mean, going back to his pervy, disgusting self. Yep. I'm sorry. Any possible message that they could have had, was completely destroyed and this is why i'm angry because when you see the potential of an episode or or, or a piece of art or a piece of work or a production right kind of like the prequels for star wars for me i can see where it could have gone well and it all fell apart and that's what pisses me off when there is the framework for good for for amazing and then it just i don't know what on earth happened here but somebody Somebody should have been fired because that was dumb. And kudos to the actors for actually performing all this crap. All right. All right. What's some passionate explanation and exposition from our good buddy, Michael Chen. Uh, Nita. Um, you know, I think that it's interesting because I remember watching this when it first came out. And my thoughts about it then versus my thoughts about it now have changed a great deal. And that has to do with life experience and exposure, you know? Um, yeah. And I agree with Michael. They had a great opportunity that they missed. Um, it, it started out as a fun, good episode. Um, and it kind of went downhill and Moogie best Ferengi ever. Okay. Uh, she she is an amazing character. I absolutely love her. So I think mm -hmm. they did her dirty by making her sick and not take the meeting. And for me, I I agree with everyone, but uh, there was one thing that I um, oh now Michael's the host. Congrats, Michael! <laughs> You're promoted. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I apologize. There was a smudge in my. <laughs> And I didn't know that would actually happen. Thanks, Nita. She's, she's out there. You're the one sending all the kidnappers to everybody. Yeah, me too. Um, so I was. I remember watching this in the '90s with my family, and I remember being excited because the last all Ferengi episode was Little Green Men, I believe. Oh, horrible! Man, I love that episode. Little Green Men was a delight. I thought it was absolutely epic. There was, a, there was like nods to early episodes in that same uh, series that in that gr little green man. It's like, wow, why does Gabriel Bell look like Captain Cisco? But, you know, that's not where the episode we're talking about. We're talking about Prophet and Lace. 
where there was a lot of things that went a lot of ways and not the way I expected. And this, I believe, is the second Moogie because the first Moogie passed away. So yes. she was recast and, you know, mm, uh, but I, I'd give her no corns. I thought she did good as Moogie and just the voice was a little bit different. But my biggest highlight of this episode was Wallace Simpson returning as Grand Zek. Wallace Sean. Wallace Sean, excuse me. Uh, thanks for all time correcting. That's great. Uh, <laughs> and I, I really enjoy every time that guy's on. Uh, if you may remember him from the Princess Bride, uh, inconceivable. Inconceivable. All right. And then uh, VHS Jace, what did you think? You know, I, I, I agree with Nita, Jason, and Michael, but I decided to look at this from a different perspective this week because. I, like everyone else, super offended at watching that episode today. Mm -hmm. With the knowledge and the experience and the evolution of society, I could tell. But I decided to look back and going, again, this is a product of its time. Doesn't excuse it at all. And even in 1998, you should have had a good sense of what was going on. Do I think they understood that them doing a trans portrayal would be so offensive they wouldn't because i feel and i think it's alexander Siddig who did direct this episode Correct. dr bashir i think he was trying to harken back to a billy wilder some like a hot type of thing of the old slapstick let's put a guy in a girl's outfit mm -hmm. the very old school 50 60 kind of comedy stuff which even does not tonally work because like you said, you got the first half, which is really, even in 1998, women's rights were a massive thing. You could have just doubled down on that whole thing. Um, I don't know if this is the fact, but I bet you bottom dollar, there was a decision made at some point in production to, to add this comedic element to it. Because the comedy in the first half works well, and that's just the natural comedy we get them bouncing off of each other as the characters, you know? That kind yeah. of dynamic as a family works well. You don't need to add that extra kind of slapstick dynamic kind of cheap, low-hanging fruit hotline by putting uh, a male character in a woman's dress, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, yeah it's, it's not... Definitely not a great episode. However, I did see this meme, and uh, I, I do want to throw this up because it made me giggle a little bit. Moogie Nights. Moogie Nights. I'm sorry. Oh, it's no. a cheap joke, but I did laugh at it. Um, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it definitely wasn't. Um, it, it definitely was very disappointing. It's season six, episode 20 or 21, that, you know, I would have thought they would have gone, wow, we don't have a lot of time left to wrap this series up. We've got this and next season. Every episode really needs to be dealing with resolving these characters. This is, by definition, a filler episode. Yes, absolutely. And I also found it interesting that it didn't connect to the Deep Space Nine larger story with the Dominion at all. I no, not at all. I yeah. was wondering how they talked Bashir into doing the surgery, considering that he was basically treating war wounded the entire time. Yeah. Like, hey, could you put down that arm and, you know, help us change Quark into a woman? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just rid of it, you. Yeah, they never discussed that, which I thought was weird. Like, yeah. because 
They didn't even mention anything with Dominion. He would have this conversation. If you take a look at Bashir as a doctor throughout D-Space 9, that would be exactly the conversation he would bring up because it's a matter of ethics. Is there really, was there really a point in changing him? Not really. (laughs) I don't know if they're just thinking like that back then. I don't know if they're... Emotionally I mean, I guess, I guess you could argue time, culturally. They they always do this for away teams, right? Yeah, they have sure. the technology to make you cut alien, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. So if sure. this is a mission for the good of, you know, Franganor, yeah. Um, maybe they convinced Bashir, and then I don't know, they just decided not to show it, just to to skip over it for comedy. <laughs> and they should have just skipped over the whole second act, really. He's <laughs> there, right? He's there. He's standing there wearing his little red smock. And yeah, he was there for five seconds. Oh, and did he even say anything? I can't remember. Yes, he did. He got his though. Her, her, her words before she passed out was, this is all Quark's fault. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. That you're right. All, yeah. That's an awesome line. I that know. was an awesome line. Yeah. Got his double payday. Uh, <laughs> all right, Nita, let's roll those Joe. one. Yeah. Sorry, before you go to the comments, uh-huh. um, I've been getting a lot of... Oh, here well, we go. I've got to explain it to Michael quickly. Michael, if you don't know, Joe has a dog called oh, Teddy. No. This is Teddy right here. Oh. Yeah. A very cute dog. Yeah, he made his, his con Michael. debut this weekend. I was originally oh. the science officer of the crew. Yes. And, you know, this dog comes along and just takes my job. So, you know, far <laughs> be it for me, I Teddy. decided to investigate a bit about this dog and it's a long story you can watch on, on previous episodes. I mean, some of the highlights was he was on Tucker Carlson promoting that he thinks more guns is a solution. Um, which, coincidence that he's on Tucker Carlson and Tucker gets fired? Just yep. saying. Yep. But however, this week... So I've decided that this is it, Michael. I am going to commit myself to investigating what this dog is up to in this new segment called... Ironically, yes. that's his nickname, Teddy Bear. This is the Teddy Bear oh Barrel exclusive. And this I hate week... this podcast so much. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad, Jason. You're getting it thick and strong. We, oh, man. Now, I, this I, week, Teddy. Agony. Agony. <laughs> Teddy was at the con with Joe. Joe went to a con. Where was it? It was the Philadelphia Galactic uh, Diversity and Inclusion con. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, and everybody loved Teddy, didn't they? they yeah, loved him. yeah. Here's a clip here. You can see a clip here. That's uh, Penny Gerald. Johnson. Yep. Gerald. Penny Gerald yeah. from, um, of course, nine. the Orville, Deep Space Nine and 24. And look at her. Look how much she's loving Teddy. Everybody loves Teddy, right? But they didn't see what I got a hold of, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. So, Joe, I need you to explain something to this. Sure. How yeah, is this yeah. appropriate? How is this appropriate? <laughs> that actually happened. <laughs> like, that ain't cool, man. No, ain't no. Cool, we were, we, my wife never got a neutered. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Yes, Michael, you got a question. Is Teddy still alive? Yes. Yeah. Teddy's still alive. <laughs> well, then those claim lines have some explaining to do. <laughs> it would have been your honor. It would have been dishonorable to make him. Yeah, it was dishonorable. No, no, no. It's dishonorable <laughs> to get humped. They have to do something about it. Agreed, well, Michael. It, it, the the concern was he was at the con, clearly mm. having fun with Klingons, but he did a runner. 
Joe doesn't want to talk about it, but he ran away. Luckily, they found him 30 minutes later at a furries con. <laughs> Which one is he? <laughs> yeah, <it was> like, <laughs> he felt good about it because he's with his people. So yeah, um, that's true. So, yeah, that, that that was good to see. see that's that. why he was humping the leg. He was getting some good yiffing in. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. So, um, and finally, if you want to know what's happened to Teddy at the end of the day, of course, we know Teddy joined Scientology recently <laughs> um, for some spiritual alignment, and now he's the captain of the Sea Care Vessel. Wow, look at that! Um, so um, he too is oh, a captain he got now. Even the dogs. Free win. So or that's what's happening. Yeah. So, so that's that's Teddy, and I'll be back next week with another. Really, the content is trash, but you gotta love the graphics on this show. <laughs> yeah. That's how you really feel, Jace. That's how you really feel. All right, yeah, let's he's just a little comments. jealous because no one's mentioned Battle Cat and Boys Murder other. Beans. Jace oh. is the crazy cat lady of the podcast. Yes. Yes. I only have five right cats. now. Five, <laughs> I have five. I have the two tuxedos, I got Battle Cat, I got Demona, and I've got Murder Bean. So, yes, yeah, I'm, five cats. I, I have comments, Nita. Comments, Nita. Yes, let's go to the comments. We have our good friend from Nerdy Up North. He says, hi, Captain. Good will <laughs> uh, here. I hope it goes well tonight. I can't wait to watch it back. Looking forward to being on next week. Much love from the UK. We are getting UK love. Yeah. He is very Trump. nervous about the wheel of agony this week. Yeah, he we is all are nervous about what's going to be spun. The wheel has been cruel to us lately. Yeah. A cosmic mom straight out of the nursing home. I think her gangster side mm. is a word is yeah. a murder. Ah! When she I says straight so. out of the nursing home, hopefully it's yeah. still she's still in there because uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. so far. <laughs> I might have to school you on, on rap now, bro. Not right now, later. <laughs> We've got Devin. Say hello, everyone, to our friend Devin. Yes. And Cosmic Mom sends a special hello to Michael. Hello. What? What's up? And we have here... Um, oh, yes. Yeah. I have we'll mentioned that before. She... Uh, concluded that he was kidnapped absolutely yes. Devin says Devin says I actually forgot this episode existed a lot of us tried <laughs> we, we oh, cannot un unsee everything <laughs> yeah you cannot see it yes we also have Sarah here hello hey, Sarah, Sarah. yes and someone said Devin says Little Green Menace my it's favorite space night and so it is my least favorite it is wow. not yeah, not I can't well, get good. through I mean, it. Everybody's got a difference of opinion. Some are wrong. We have okay. we have someone new here, Captain. Yes, Let's Kelly. Say hello to Kelly. What's up, Kelly? Hi, Kelly. Kelly. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I think I How are you? Show. And yeah, we have my number one of the USS Caliente, oh, yeah. Navia. Navia. Yes. Brilliant co-host of Sci-Fi Queens. Yes. Yes. And that's right. And she is one of the Sci-Fi Queens. Okay. That is what we have thus far. I throw right. that to you, Captain. All right. Let's go. Next Let's segment. move on to... It looks like gold. Tastes like gold. It is gold. Uh, 
Man, Redeeming is... features time. Ooh, this is the oh, harder God. part of this episode. Let's start with Jason Roy Gaston. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Come on, give us some good things about it. It ended. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to build off of some of the things that Michael said. Um, I think that there was a crumb of a good story in this episode. I'm one of those people, I like the Ferengi comedy episodes. I, I enjoyed them. I always thought they were fun little palate cleansers interspersed between all these very heavy war episodes. Um, I wanted to see more of the female liberation of Ferenginar. And for a minute, I actually thought they were going to do a Ferenginar gets uh, invaded episode. And whenever Quark is going to ops saying, we think our planet's been invaded and nobody's listening to him, I thought, what if it really was invaded? And the Federation's like, who, who cares? It's just Ferenginar. <laughs> uh, but that's honestly where this episode falls apart, is that we have this gigantic... Oh, it, it has appeared. Battle <gasps> cat. And you have two cats on And the end of this show, he's gonna have all these cats on his head. Pretty much. It'll be my skeleton with all these cats chewing on it. And it would still be a more enjoyable experience than Oh, oh my god, wow. Um, so anyway, I, I just feel like we had all of these these uh little beans of uh of good story in there, but none of it was earned. The Ferenginar, uh the, the Ferengi suffrage movement, so to speak happens but none of it's earned we don't see any of the good parts we don't see anything that would convince us that it would otherwise happen i wanted to see this great upheaval on the mm -hmm. ferengi home world i wanted to see how it was affecting but instead we're told about it which is just a terrible way to tell a story you know that's the whole the point of television is that it's a visual medium don't tell us what's happening show us what's happening and again i know we had we, we had budgetary constraints but I wanted to see this. So if I had a positive about this, it would be that the episode had a few partial glimmers of what would have otherwise been a good story if it had not been handled so utterly, awfully, horribly. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michael, please. Uh, for me, it's the acting. It's just... Yeah. Despite the absurdity and the, and just how bad things were, everyone committed fully to what was happening, and that is very hard to do when it's this bad. Trust me, I would know. So uh, I've been in a lot of bad stuff that I had to commit to, and it's one of the hardest <laughs> things to do. See, now, um, now you're going to have to dish, my friend. What was it? Uh, not in this, not in this agony booth. <laughs> I'm already enough in enough pain, guys. Don't make yeah. me go there. Uh, no, but it's just it's it's great to see these professional actors commit to everything, no matter how bad it got, and and the performances they gave, considering were incredible. They were all on point. That is the biggest redeeming quality of this episode for me. All right, Nita. Um, I think that, you know, again, the acting was phenomenal. Okay. And Cork was, I mean, he, he really went, he was really fully committed to this role. 
Um, he was very convincing. I thought he did a great job, you know. Um, but if there was this whole missed opportunity to really see the evolution of Ferenganar. Okay, one thing that we see in these in, in TNG is a different kind of Ferengi. Okay, um, I think that in D Space Nine, one of the many things that they were able to accomplish that being in a starship would have not been able to accomplish is because they are in a station and a space station is that the evolution of a species can be seen. You know, the backstories of these species can be seen and developed. And one of those species were the Ferengi. And we began to understand um, why is it that you didn't see female Ferengis and the culture and the mindset of the Ferengis and the economy of the Ferengi. But then we also see evolution because Mugi has been trying to change the female... um, uh, footprint on Ferenginar every episode she's on. Um, and we see that and we get this episode where you think this is going to happen, or at least the beginning of it is going to happen. And it's taken from us because once again, the idea that a woman needs to be saved by a man comes into play. And mm-hmm. as men, maybe that's not something that is personal, but as but women find that very personal. It's like, no, oh, we can handle these things, you know, because who was better than Mugi at business in those group of people that were there? None of them. Right. No. None of them could do what she did. Yeah. Uh, Jace. Look, yeah, I think some of the, the good parts was Jeffrey Coombs saying Jeffrey. Yeah, Coombs. look what he did, Brunt. Brunt, which is an yeah. interesting name. It reminds me of a name starting with C, which I can't say. You know what? I'm just going to say it. Carl. Reminds me of the name Carl. Um, <laughs> no, Brunt is, is you know, so slimy. And I just like the addition. It, 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 it made me wish that the episode really focused down on the loss of power, not being Grand Negus anymore. I would have loved to have seen that play out where... You know, Wallace Shawn was a Grand Nagus. And what would happen then? And what would happen to the power dynamic with with the assumed protection that Quark had? I thought that would have been really interesting. Brunt was gay. There was a couple of really great one-lines in there, like what Mookie said, it's all it's all his fault, which I thought <laughs> was. And there's a couple of other great lines in there as well. But um, it's really hard out of a pile of dog poo to find gold, isn't it? So yeah. yeah. I do though like the relationship that she that's that you see with Mugi and her sons. Yes, she's yeah. very I mean, clear. A, yeah, yeah, she's very clear about who she what she thinks of each of them. Yeah. yeah. No holds bars. I um, love that. I really enjoyed the the phone conversations they were making, uh, especially Aaron Eisenberg. That little montage. Yeah. yeah, that little montage of the phone calls reminded me of like a Rocky montage. I loved it, um, and I also liked the dueling um, bodyguards for the Neguses. I thought, oh yes, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, did they just get basketball players and just do their makeup so that they, they look? Because they had no lines; they just came in and looked menacing. And I thought, that yeah. Was really cool. And then when they were going at each other, Brunt and Quark, like one one of the big guys steps forward, and then the other one and Quark just this tiny little hand on this giant. He holds yeah, back. yeah. Like, like okay, what cool. are you gonna do, dude? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, let's exactly. move on. I think it's time for a commercial break. We'll be back, guys, in about 90 seconds, I suggest. 
man. If you can read us, do not repeat. Do not send help. You're lost. Born Starfleet. The Borg have returned. Repeat. The Borg have returned. A mission of danger, decision, and surprise. Starfleet cadet, you must defend your starship, and only you can save the Federation from the Borg. John Delancey, Q, leads you in the ultimate interactive movie, Star Trek Borg. You determine the outcome. Battle the Borg on your computer with this spectacular CD-ROM set. that game by the way for the i first. did yeah, not and i regret it every day yeah i, I regret it as soon as i found that commercial i was like where is that game i, would you play it. I didn't know it existed yeah i didn't know you can also either. watch it on youtube anytime you want yeah to. that's probably fun uh, i want to put it in a windows 95 operating machine <laughs> and play it old school. oh my goodness imagine my pentium 3. would it be on good old games <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i've had a uh there was a three and a half uh, floppy. Uh... Whoa! Stop oh, the right there! It's a kid show. Yeah, the floppy. Yeah, no, 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 like that, not like that, not like that. Yeah, it's not something the... to brag about, by the way. <laughs> uh, I have the they have original... pills for that. T-A-T-O-S CD-ROM. Well, not CD. It was three floppy ROM game where you had like twenty different ROMs coming at you at once. It was crazy. All I'm hearing about three and a half inch floppy and three ROMs are coming your way. You know, I don't kink shame, but my gosh. When he comes towards you, is he screaming, Moogie? <laughs> All right. So now our next segment, please. Our next segment. Now, why don't you go back to your quarters? I'll be along shortly to say hello. It's so, so charming. It's so, it's so scary. In that little clip of Garrick, but I'm like, yeah, totally come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll hang out. It's worth the All risk. All right. So the aftermath. It's like, what? What things that stand out in this episode? That <sighs> it stands out that this was was this the large last um, Ferengi centric episode? Or yes, I think it was. This yeah. this stopped them from doing any more. <laughs> yeah, Oof. I think so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's a way to go. Way to go out. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't they have another one where Moogie got kidnapped by the Indian? No, that was, early. That was, early, oh, that yeah, was before early. that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, didn't you know they have one was... where No, they do have another one because that's when Rom becomes Grand Nagus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, they right. Do. that's right. The smartest we know choice. nothing on this show. We're terrible. Um, <laughs> I hey, blame no one by but the my... way, too, I was watching it and then mm. Nog walks in. I'm like, oh, this is pre. Nog losing his leg, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how I refrain it now. Every time I see Nog in an episode, I'm like, "Does he have his leg?" Or no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it changes that character in such amazing ways and deals with a mate like you know post-traumatic stress disorder and things like that. That was a great episode. It was I wonderful think... how they handled that character after. Think... It was an excellent turning point for Nog. Yeah, Ram and Nog had the best overall arcs for the series i think you know Rob, being not like, a mean character you know you know isn't he that actor just knocks it out of the park every single time he plays yeah. Rob, doesn't he yep. aaron because was it's such so, an underrated Michael actor might be yeah. able to comment on this but he balances that line of extreme slapstick comedy without going over the cliff because it could turn really camp couldn't it michael like over the top camp no i i think rom the actor really finds that good balance, you know, yeah. keep it entertaining. But he's a goofable, goofy, lovable character. Yeah. Well, mm. smarter than people give him credit for. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, definitely smarter. Uh -huh. Yeah. And that's, and that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? That we get to discover that about him. They, they, they ensure that that's the, the, the last memories we have of Rom as we leave the series. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, not even in the fiction do we have any other idea of what happens with Rom. So I'm, I'm always, I've always wondered, okay, what's Rom doing now as Grand Nagus? Do people Whatever like Rom wants to do? Yeah, yeah. Do, they, do they revolt or does he like kind of keeping everybody in check? Because no one is. He's an engineer. He could probably spy on everybody. I'm sure Rom and Lita probably led Ferenginar into a golden age of progressivism and. Yeah. And profit, I'm sure. Mm. You know, I like to think he's surrounded by a dozen Ferengi kids. You know, you know, Rom's going to be an awesome dad, right? Yeah, you know that. so, yeah, yeah. That's what I hope that he's got a bunch of kids. I always wanted to see what an offspring of a Bajoran and a Ferengi. Would oh, look you know, like. there's probably a website out there that does that for you. And if there isn't, I've just copyrighted that idea. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Michael, anything you want to add to this? Not really. I just not really I've already. I've really already. I think set the aftermath. This is this is a tragedy of how they took something that could have done a lot of good and had a great message and just destroyed it. Yeah, I got a question for you there, Michael. Do you think? Mm -hmm. And you probably know. You may not be able to answer, but I wonder if when they started writing discovery they looked at some of these older episodes and went we need to address these horrible ways they're handling progressive subjects because this would have been one i would have played in the writer's room we do the opposite of this that's what we're doing with discovery that. wasn't even supposed to be discovery the way it was presented originally it was supposed to be an anthology series where every episode followed a different kind of like short tracks Oh wow! Um, I, didn't know, um, I didn't know that. But it evolved into, uh, well, this discovery being a series instead of an anthology series, like a, a narrative series. And and Michael Burnham was supposed to be like a, a dude, 
And then, I don't know, they really liked uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, so they went with her, but kept the name. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why she's Michael Burnham. And... Inside scoop! <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I, I don't... I mean, we, we, we all know that Star Trek has always been regressive, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think they went into it thinking like, we have to have all of these different progressive things shoved into this show. I, but I just think that the way things happen is, I mean, we live in now. So the people on this ship and the, and, uh, you know, the things that we see are representative of now. And if people don't, you know, some people are going to push back because they have memories of what was decades ago, yeah. but I mean, really, because uh, all the people that always talk about how insanely progressive it is, doesn't that make it very sad that something like Discovery, which, let's be honest, is actually pretty... It is progressive for, for, for TV. Mm -hmm. But shouldn't all TV be like that? Because that's the world we live in? Yes. Yeah, Agreed. you know what I'm saying. I've always been ahead of the guy. To be though, to be I? called yeah. progressive for just depicting the world, yeah, <laughs> with the diversity that we see. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm very happy we have a black female lead. That is 100 necessary. We had a, a an East Asian captain, which was also amazing to see, right? In Georgia, all of these things, these, these progressive things that they they had. Is very important to TV, important to media, and important to, to to have. But at the end of the day, this is representative of our world, which is how the media should be. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, hold up a mirror, basically. Um, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I just don't think they were trying to just shove things in. I think it's just byproduct of them living in the now. They were able yeah. to deal with issues that Trek has always dealt with. But dealt with it the way we do now and also visually look like what we are now yeah i mean we can all go back to that episode the child with data i mean that's it's funny that was made almost 10 years prior to this episode um dealing with probably very unusual subject matter for the general audience you know yeah gender identity gender identity episode yeah. so um i mean yeah i always think that that's been one of the greatest gifts of Star Trek, though, that they are ahead of the other shows in regards to actually dealing with real-life um, situations, are. more so than I think the others follow, but they're never usually brave enough to be the first cab off the rank no. to tackle those subject matters. So, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll give you a good example in Disco. Like, Adira, right? They didn't... They didn't there's there's some people who think like they 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 you know had Adira and Gray and brought in those actors to be to be woke. I hate that word, but that's what they think it is. But it's not like Adira. Uh, when they they started the show, they didn't know they were a she, like the actor, right? Mm. But then uh, Blue Del Barrio, you know, they're, they're young. So they were trying to figure themselves out and in real life figured out that they were a they them. So, um, and, and figured out who they were authentically. 
And it just so happened it matched the character arc. So to honor the actor, they had Adira, you know, have that one throw throwaway line. Oh, it's it my, you know, they them, right? And that's a big deal. But the bigger deal is just how easily it happened and how quickly it happened and how accepting everything was. There's, you know, I know some people are like, oh my God, it's a big deal. No, it wasn't. It was one line. Stamets says, okay. And that's the end of it. Yeah. From now on, moving forward. And that's how easy life should be. That is, mm-hmm. that is seamlessly. Yeah. It's exactly, it's seamless, it's smooth, and it should be how our world is. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, the other shows, if they had tackled that subject, that's a whole episode for them. It is. Yeah. And that's that would what be, I like. like you just said, it's a big deal. So we're going to do 45 minutes just on this. Right. right. They, they handled it like, Hey, it's the line. That's but yeah. that's that's the progressiveness of Trek. I mean, they already they're in that future. They, they're they're pretty far off. This stuff is done, man. Mm. Right? There's no need for a forty-five minute episode about it in that future. Right. So, but awesome. the progressive part of this is that they were able to have it just happen. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure, and move on. It, it was. I do remember that line and Michael Burnham like, okay, almost. Like, it's so not a big deal. Why yep. are you telling me this right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but the ship's on fire. Can we put that out? Yeah, like, deal with. Yeah. <laughs> There's rocks exploding at me. Can we fix yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I love I, you. I support you, but we're about to die. So yeah. keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason, Nita, do you have any other? Uh... Uh, you know, I think that for me personally, I feel like they had this great opportunity to explore this part of the Ferengi culture that was, you know, slowly every time Moogie was in an episode, it would come up about women wearing clothes, about women earning profit. Profit was a very big um, thing for, it is a very big thing for the Ferengis, right? Um, And uh, so that was something that she wanted for the women in her culture. And, um, you know, it, I, it would have been a great episode to kind of bring that that search of going to that place where we're going to say, okay, we're going to start making changes. This would have been the episode to do that. And then when Ron becomes, you know, Grand Nagus, he could go forward and move that along. Right. But they missed that, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I just wanted the whole episode to be about Sluggo Cola. <laughs> that you know who where that is? opportunity. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. You know where that actor is from? The guy who was the head of Sluggo? I know oh, he's yeah. uh, he's Henry he Gibson. Familiar, I know that. It? He was in Laugh uh the Laugh Room with Oh, uh, yeah, that's, no, 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 no. Laughing. Laughing. Nazi Laugh-in. from um oh. Blues Brothers, wasn't he? The head he was guy. also the Nazi from Blues Brothers, yes. Yeah, Henry Gibson Cole, wow. is an amazing actor. He's been in everything. Yeah. So uh rest in Very beats. talented man. Indeed. Yeah. And yeah, he lived to a ripe old age. I think yeah. he had a quite like old 90 life, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. All right, let's move on to are we in the agony? Yeah, room? we're doing it's, it's time of the week. It's no, we're time. not doing agony wheel yet. We've got one more segment before. Oh. It's time for stupid Star Trek questions. 
All right. Okay, our stupid Star Trek question this week comes from one of our co-hosts, Annie. Annie, thanks for this question. And the question is, in Picard's time, we see the crew members who have pets. Is there a chief veterinary officer like there is a CMO? Well, a fair question. um, I think that we need to look back to the episode Genesis because we see that Mm -hmm. among her many talents, Beverly Crusher also is a vet. Oh, wow. Because honestly, in the future, in the future, whenever you have a dozen, two dozen alien races serving on board a starship, veterinary skills would be more useful than human doctoring skills because a vet has to operate on many different species of animals, many different varieties of animals. And therefore, somebody in the future who practices medicine would be better trained as a vet than they would as a human doctor because speciality is a killer in the future, at least a job killer. So mm-hmm. Bev is a vet. Well, there you are. Yeah. I, I don't know what this says about me, but if I had a cat, I'd really want to send him to the doctor from uh, Lower Decks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's true, though, because in Genesis, she took care of Spot. Yes. Um, And it, and if you we, I, I I watch a lot of animal documentaries and um, and one of the things that they tell you is the training um, after you get out of veterinary school is really intense because there's so many species to learn about, so much that you can, um, you know, specialize in that it's almost impossible to learn everything just in the school mm-hmm. alone. So the post-educational training for veterinary schools is is pretty intense. Um, and I think that that is absolutely true. If you have someone who can, you know, take care of animals, animals and human and humanoids are not so extremely different. A lot of us take the same medications. A lot of us have the same conditions. Um, and even even psychological issues. I don't um, know, Kato. I've never know? wanted to. Go, I don't know, Nate. I've never wanted to go take a shit in a kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how close I am. <laughs> so, that would be a huge killer. In Star Trek Discovery, there's not a vet, is there? The doctor would be the vet, correct? No. But on Enterprise, there was. Uh, it was Phlox. He has a degrees in inter, was it interspecies, interspecies veterinary medicine. Veterinary medicine, yeah. that's right. He specifically said that was one of his degrees. You know, and I'm thinking that maybe in order to qualify as a starship doctor, one of the things you have to have is perhaps do a rotation in animal uh, medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thanks, Annie, for that question. And that concludes another episode of... Join us next week for more stupid Star Trek questions. Yes, and if you have a stupid Star Trek question, you can be sure to reach out to us on our Twitter at Spectrum Sancto and add. And if you want to see more of that little cute, is that Murder Bean? Oh, I thought you were talking about me. Yes, this is Murder Bean. (laughs) (laughs) Look at those black soulless eyes that crave nothing but violence. There it is. There it is. Murder Bean. Oh, All right, so Joe. Cute. So, are is we it ready? Time? It's time. It's time.
experience beach. Here we are, so the Wheel dramatic. of Agony. So Just because you're a guest here, we have in red, maroon, light red, we have some of the worst episodes we feel. that, And we've already covered a lot, but there's still plenty to choose from. The blue slices, however, are a little piece of heaven. That's the ecstasy booth. If we're lucky enough on there, we'll be actually watching a good episode of Star Trek. So... Let's do it, family. Let's do it. The wheel of agony. Is there no one's Come got on. any fears? Any okay, let's bet. Who thinks they're gonna land on what? Joe, what do you think we're landing on this week? I think it would be hysterical if we land on an ecstasy episode and we end up in the pale moonlight because I haven't seen that in a while and I'd like to watch it again. Awesome. I wanna watch that one too. Jason. I, oh, I where does your heart take you? I I just see um I oh I lost it. The the one where Beverly bangs a ghost. Oh, the yeah. 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 I thought that was the actual yes. title. Yeah. 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 And Michael, it might be a bit hard for you to read on screen. I can bring up the list for you if you like. I'll just say, I'll just say, I want to, I want to see you guys do Coda. So, oh, okay, Coda. Here we go. Well, let's find out, guys. As Here we, we spin go. The wheel of agony. The wheel of agony. Hey, we need to animate Galron throwing what up at the end. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, wow. Haven. Oh, no. I don't know, no. That I don't know who's supporting that in the background, but it ain't me. <laughs> Isn't that the it's... one where it's a female-dominated planet and he ha and Riker has to wear the... No, the... that's that's oh, that uh, Angel, Angel One. one. Oh, that's Angel, Angel One. Haven, yeah. isn't that the first Luoxana Troy episode? I think it might be. Actually. Yes! I don't know. P-N-G oh, Haven. There we go. Is everybody Googling it right now? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Armin Shimmerman's <laughs> first episode. I noticed everybody started looking okay. down. Like, Armin Shimmerman uh, plays the box. It's Waxana Troy's first episode, and it is also the one where we meet Deanna Troy's fiancé. Wow. There we go. We got that. It's Michael, so bad. Michael, watching out there, because you're our guest next week, uh, from Nerdy Up North. Sucked in, buddy. You're gonna join it. <laughs> mm, mm, <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. From Mom, Michael's like, Thank yeah, God I'm say, wait, I just realized that both of our guests are Michael. <laughs> yeah. We're going yep. for a whole yep. Michael thing. Yeah, we right. did a Michael block. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, at least you didn't watch have to watch Haven, Michael. No. Oh, Code of Honor. <laughs> you could no, watch it. Or, in yeah, Code of Honor was the. Oof. Oh my god, that, yeah, that was, was so worst. hard. That one that was the worst. Yeah. You know yeah. the guy in that commercial we watched who said his favorite episode was Code of Honor. You know if he did a DS9 episode, he would love Profit and Lace. <laughs> yeah. Let's go from racism to racism and trans. Profit and Lace. <laughs> oh, you know the guy took off a mask and it was Teddy. <laughs> oh, 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 hey, oh, I'm starting to convince the others now, Captain. See, maybe that there's a seedy side to that lovable dog of yours. <laughs> I won't give up. Oh man, oh man. But before That's we it. go to our next segment, I just want to throw out a friendly reminder that, uh, as you know, we have Michael here. We did a great interview with him, so please check that out. Um, and we also just recently interviewed uh, Bruce Horrock, who played Hammer from Strange New Worlds, and their season two is coming out in June, so please be sure to check that out. That was and great. That was fun. 
and you can meet Nita and myself in person, live, in reality, no hologram, at Trek Long Island. Ladies and gentlemen, oh Nita and I God. are going to the Hyatt Regency Long Island at uh, 1717 Motor Parkway in Hopog, New York, where we'll be elbowing with all the stars of Star Trek, just like I did last week at the uh, Galactic DGI. And I've been told to no. behave. You might have been there, but Teddy was the star. Yeah, he sure was, man. I, I, I started calling star. Joe. Was it Mike Kabowski from uh, Monsters Inc.? Because Mike Wasowski. Oh my god! Thank you for that. Mike Wasowski. Yeah. I was going to say Lebowski. I was thinking a long movie. That's a completely um, different, uh, different. Either character. way, every time you saw a shot of Teddy, you would just see the corner of Joe. <laughs> you see my shoulder, the shoulder, my belly, my belly button. <laughs> my foot. There's my foot. You see how yeah. But just like Michael, yeah, yeah, just like Mike, you were excited about it every time. No, oh, there's my shoulder. I was. I was. Guys, look, I'm in the, the highlight reel. They're like, where? All right, see the part where they put my dog? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my shoulder. That's my cheek. That's my man boob. That's everything. <laughs> so, but uh, I'm just impressed, though, honestly, that Teddy was able to handle all that ruckus of people. Oh, he and he was it. so well behaved. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's loving And it. people mm. just loved him and gravitated to yeah. him. I mean, mm. he's out there in people's TikTok. That is not ours. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him on somebody else's TikTok the other day. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know I mean? like can we trust him? And we trust him. He's clearly trying to make a move to go to another podcast. It's clear. <laughs> <laughs> He's already there. Well. Hey, you guys, you guys want some breaking news? Yeah. Breaking news. I have been approved for Media Pass to Dallas Fan Expo. Hey. Whoa. 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 Wow. If Look you would like to meet me, well, he's more uh, famous. I will be at the Dallas Fan Expo, which is going to be, the date is not on here. <laughs> June, somewhere june 9th 10th and 11th at the k bailey hutchinson convention center there we go come see me and feel the love but here's the come see you are you got a, a booth or something what yeah are you gonna get a booth guys? no i'm just gonna be wandering around <laughs> yeah that's okay. what i thought yeah, my okay. question yeah. is are you bringing battle cap or murder beam with you <sighs> i don't know they are uh, not good in public. Uh, last time I took Battle Cat to the vet, four people were put in the hospital. Oh, no, stop. I was going to say, still in intensive if you know, If you oh. see Jason walking in with those cats, you know <laughs> some sort of super villain event is just about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Run. Wow. So congrats, Jason. Congratulations. Yes. All right. We've got all go our con you. plugs in now. Yeah, anyone? all our con plugs are in. Cons. How about you, Michael? You got a con coming up you want to talk about? Or? No, I don't I don't have any cons because nobody wants to invite a uh, C-list actor. Oh, say that. You must accept these two guys. They're totally going to accept you. Michael, you come to <laughs> yeah, the Trek Long Island and hang out with us. Yeah, just come down. Maybe he's got to work. One of these days I will. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, All right, Captain. That's let's, it. Let's let's dock this ship. What do you yeah. reckon? All right. Well, it's been great. Thanks for checking us out. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. It's super important that you subscribe. It helps our numbers. It helps our algorithms and pleases the YouTube gods, as our buddy Lewis would say. So be sure to do all those wondrous things. Thank you all for all the live comments. Be sure to come back and comment uh, how you felt about Haven from the TNG season. Was it season one? 
yeah we'll say season one and uh we'll see you guys next time so live long and prosper a special thanks to michael chen for hanging out and being put in agony with us you are amazing my good friend and we'll Thank see you, you it's therapeutic time. yes <laughs> Hey guys. Check out SpectrumSanctorum.net for all of our podcast merch. We have an entire merch store ready to give you all the things that you loved about our podcast. And get notified on all of our socials. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and our Spectrum Sanctorum merch store. Follow us today and be sure to hit that bell when you're watching our YouTube videos so you can be notified of when a new episode releases.